Welcome back, episode 18, the GLWTA podcast. For those of you who don't know what that means, it stands for Good Luck with the Auction. Jimmy and I talk about auctions that we find, generally on Bring a Trailer, sometimes on Cars and Bids, sometimes on PCAR Marketplace, sometimes on Mark, sometimes on Crazy Joe's Auctions and more. Uh, but we talk about these cars that are available for auction, and we love the comments section. Jimmy, how are you this evening? Fantastic. How are you doing, Ryan? Doing great. Trying something new tonight. Jimmy's got some headphones and a microphone finally. So I'm cracking. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully the audio will be better and uh, we can get through this without having to restart the whole thing as we've had to do in the past. So we're kind of excited about that. We're going to see where it takes us. Yeah. What do you got tonight? <laughs> oh, wait. Never mind. Well, don't, don't, don't start talking. I'm going to okay. get some updates. Update time. Okay. Uh, let me share with you. I have an update on our McLaren first off. The McLaren Elva, beautiful car. Did not sail, Jimmy. Bid to 1.706 million and nobody bought it. So I have no idea what these cost. I'm going to have to do some research on that. You have any idea what a McLaren Elva goes for if it's not for 1.7 million? <laughs> I'm going to guess they were off 5 or 6,000. I mean, they were probably close. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. About Be my that. guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second up- update, which I know you're going to love, is this beauty. The No Reserve Green Bay Packer signed 1997 Plymouth Neon Espresso Sedan. 7900 bucks. Got a lucky winner on that one. So that's fun. So that, that begs the question, did they buy it because it was Green Bay Packer signed or because it was a neon and they needed a transportation? I hope it was the former, to be honest with you. More questions than answers on this one, guys. Got that right. All right, now, Jimmy, what do you have for us tonight? Well, I'd just like to say the two cars that I selected, uh, and when I selected them, I wasn't thinking this, but they're kind of probably like goalposts or or borders of uh, my car experience, you know, my car life experience. Parameters, if you will, I guess you would say. And they're... They kind of run the gamut of, of my life experience here with cars. Uh, the first one, let's just start with this one. The first one is a no reserve, 19,000 mile, 1989 Chevy Beretta GTU 5-speed. I picked this one because my sister had one of these when we were, uh, I have a twin sister, and uh, she had one of these when uh, we were 16 years old. She didn't have the GTU, did she? With the No, it was a wreck. No, it was a regular Beretta, and it was uh, it was an automatic. Contrast that with my 1975 Ford Maverick four door, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> so, needless to say, I borrowed the car every chance I could, and then dr- drove it as fast as I could uh, every chance I got. It was a uh, for a 16 year old. It was a seemingly quick car. It had a, what seemed like a lot of acceleration at the time. It's hard to say as an adult now what that would be like, but uh, but it seemed peppy. I will call it peppy. Maybe that's a fair descriptor. This one was interesting because, and I'll, I'll contrast it with the other the other one I'm going to do here in a minute too. They both had videos where they took the car for a drive. This one was interesting because the guy took it out for a drive and he's in, I don't know, I can't remember, North Carolina or South Carolina, somewhere down there. He took it for a drive and it's got pollen the car has pollen all over it. He was starting to hack a little bit. So 
what, what I'd like to say is GL, WTA, good luck with the allergies on this one. Brilliant. But uh, what was funny is I could almost smell the interior when he got in there. And he was pointing out different things, but I loved it because the dash was buckled. You know, that GM plastic from the from the late 80s, you know. Uh, a the, lot so of plastic in this. A lot of plastic. That dash was buckled. And then the uh, the headliner in the back was coming down. That I think that was uh, standard <laughs> with those cars when they came, rolled off the, uh, the assembly line. You know, it was a trip down memory lane, definitely, just watching that video. There was a fellow that I went to high school with that had one of these. Again, not the GTU, just a Beretta. And he went to college, gets to college, goes through about a year of college. We'll just call him Sean. That might be his name. It might not be. Don't worry about it. And at summer or spring or whenever in college, he decides that he wants a motorcycle. Now, one, he'd never ridden a motorcycle before. And two, he was going to college where winter is winter, snow, feet of snow, not a little bit of snow. You can ski there. So he finds some guy that wants to trade this uh, Chevy Beretta for a motorcycle. And so he does. He trades this guy, the Chevy Beretta, for the motorcycle, takes the motorcycle out, and promptly dumps the motorcycle on its side, I think within the hour, and then realizes that, hey, I can't really ride a motorcycle, tries to, yeah, tries to bring the motorcycle back and tells the guy, hey, I wrecked the motorcycle. Can I have my car back? And the guy's like, nah, and just kept the khaki. <laughs> so he stuck with a motorcycle that he had wrecked. It was awesome. All right, Jimmy, what do you got? What's your second one? That Beretta is fantastic. Great car. The second auction is more of a kind of where I am with cars currently, right? And uh, it is a 1951 Jaguar XK120 fixed head coupe, five speed. Got to be honest with you, I fell in love with this car when I saw it. A little personal backstory here. Back in 2008, when I bought the uh, MGA that uh, the family calls Frankenstein because it's just a... Uh, cobbled together collection of parts there the uh, the guy i bought it from also had a uh, 1953 jaguar xk120 fixed head coupe project car so let me be clear about that i was interested in that at the time as well but my daughter riley way smarter than i was at the time told me that i had too many cars in the garage uh, a statement that was as true then as it is now so i decided to listen to her and uh, not get the car not I was bummed about it for quite a while, and just recently, uh, before I saw this ac auction, actually, I was going through some old photos on, a, on one of my computers, and I came across pictures of that project car and realized that buying that car would have been awful because it was just a shell of a car, and it, I would have never gotten around to restoring it. And looking at this thing tonight, looking at this auction, wow, I mean, it's... It's incredible. So I never would have been able to do the car justice for really probably any kind of money for what this thing's probably going to go for. It's beautiful. Love the color, this burgundy color. It's interesting because it has a wire wheel set up in the front and it has spats on the rear. The only, uh, the only challenge with this uh, setup is just if you had a flat tire, how would that work since there are two different kinds of uh, 
wheels on it in the comment section they were going back and forth and a uh, wire wheel actually won't fit in the space where the spare is supposed to go on the back of the jag uh what they've actually done is pretty brilliant they um, have a uh, steel wheel in there and they have a fitting where you can take the uh wire wheel hub off and then put the uh, steel wheel on there so you're if you end up getting a flat they've got it uh they've got you covered and then you could put the uh, wire wheel the flat tire if the wire wheel gets a flat tire you can put that in the back uh not in this not in the space where it's supposed to go but there's plenty of room uh, in another space where it won't be in the uh, the passenger seat, basically. Real, real cool setup. It has a, an upgraded uh, five-speed transmission. Uh, the car's got a nice history. The guy talks about it going back to 1991 and how it had uh, work done in California. Then it was in Hawaii, and then it had some more work done back in California. Just incredible car. He takes it out for a uh, a test drive and and really from my perspective this versus the beretta test drive uh two totally different worlds so that's a great thing about our podcast for one and just about the world of uh automobiles in general is just the variety of things right there's a little something for everybody here but two totally different worlds this one is incredible love the burgundy color on the car love the i mean uh love the leather seats and just the beautiful i mean every part of this car is just beautiful and incredible in the same sense it makes me very very grateful that my four-year-old daughter was way smarter than i was at the time uh and probably am now and didn't didn't get that car because uh way out of my league with this one but what a beauty what a beautiful beautiful car yeah what's kind of cool about this too the, the front wheels that are wire wheels have the knockoffs and then the rear wheels are five bolt lug pattern and in one of the photos, if you sneak down all the way to the bottom, they show the spare tire with this wooden bit that fits the knockoff. So you have a, a wooden, what would you call that, Jimmy? Well, that's so you don't mar the knockoff. But I use a lead hammer, and the lead hammer won't mar the chrome on the knockoff. Right. So, But that that's another way to do it, too. But um, I like the lead hammer myself. Yeah, I just think it's fascinating. You got two things you got to use to get tires off. You either got to get your regular old wheel lugs off or you got to take the knockoff piece and get them off there. It's kind of cool. Well, in addition to that, you have to have a key to take the spats off in the back. So it's way more complicated than that. Yeah, well, that's British, right? That's what you do, right? (laughs) (laughs) Again, totally different world. You know, on one hand, on one hand, you've got the dash that's plastic and rippled in the sun. And on the other hand, you've got 17 tools you have to have to just to change the attire. You know, yeah, those British folks are lovely. Love yeah, them. it's uh, British engineering is, uh, is uh, uh, next level for sure. Those are good picks. Good luck with the auction. That, that Jag's beautiful, by the way. It's, oh, it, it, it's incredible. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful car. Well, I'll I'll talk about my auctions, Jimmy, and just because I can, I've decided to talk about another green car. I don't know that I really planned that, but I saw this and I did like the color. It's a 95 Ferrari 456 GT5 speed. And as I looked at even just this first picture, when you open it up on Bring a Trailer, you can see that the car, like, I mean, $200 detailing would have made this car just spectacular. <laughs> But it's, you know, it's a deep green, and so you can just see every swirl and chip. And I thought, well, I, there's no way I'm the only one that notices this, right? I mean, these comments on this, Jimmy, I read the entire section. 
and could not. I mean, I can't believe how funny this stuff is. There was one fellow in here that actually calls the owner a pig. It was fantastic. And so then the owner responds and says, pig, really? These comments say more about the character of the commenters than it does about the car. And it just kept going, you know, the tattered trunk and there was trim pieces and chunky stuff in the, in the, in the back of the car and the trunk and everything was just, it was crazy. Like panels are not lining up and there's just so many comments about how the car is just not well taken care of. And then somebody said to, you know, the seller, Hey, would you post a, a startup video? And he's like, well, I don't, I don't know how to do it. And then this one guy says, well, listen, a few hundred dollars, a few hundred dollars of detailing could have gone so far with this car. What a shame. By the way, cold starts are easy. Wait till it's cold. Start the car. Record. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely terrible. They just tore this guy up. It was was awful. And then somebody found it for sale on another website. And so that frustrated a bunch of people. And so... You know, bring a trailer got involved and extended the the auction for a few more days. Uh, one guy says, "I love this car, but man, it is tired. Gives meaning to driven hard and put away wet. You know, the seller should be pleased with the current pricing." And so it's just, I mean, I think this, I think a four fifty six, it's a great looking Ferrari, but it is it is a tired looking car, and the commenters are just hilarious. So this one's worth a read. This is one. Or one guy, he just says, I'm just here for the comments, got a cup of coffee, and I'm ready to go. So It is a neat car. It has a definite 90s look and appeal about it, too, yeah. I think. But I, I like that. I like that about it. But you're right. I mean, sometimes the, the comments, uh, which don't necessarily have anything to do with uh, learning about the car, <laughs> the car's history, are way more... Uh, Way more entertaining, right? Yeah, it's, people are funny. That's yeah. the thing about the internet. Is it just opens up a can of worms for everybody. <laughs> All right, let's see. Second one here. And you know, I, you and I picked the same car. I told you that before we started. I had this, I picked the Breda as well so I could share that story about somebody who may or may not have been named Sean that traded his Breda for a motorcycle. My next car is this Subaru-powered Beck Super Coupe five speed. So it's essentially a 356, but built by the, the coach maker Beck. And they've got a Subaru motor in it. I love it because it's a it's an unbelievable color. It's an Oslo blue, which is one of my favorite colors. It's striking. And you put it on a Porsche and it looks even better. And you know, I just like the idea of this. The Subaru motor, I don't know, give or take that, but the rest of the car's been just well restored and They've done a nice job. That was my pick. But prior to that, I had picked another uh, Porsche 356 that was in a green. And I didn't want to do two green cars, so maybe we'll talk about that next time. You know, we can only have so many. Yeah, we don't want to get carried away with the green, do we? We already already have a bit of a reputation. (laughs) Hey, uh, Jimmy sent me, just for the folks listening, Jimmy sent me a a message today about his his buddy that, uh, not his buddy, but a fellow that he worked with, the Lynn Reed Bolt guy that passed away earlier that we talked about. And he's having a funeral in a place called Yardley, Pennsylvania, which is coincidentally where uh, I have family from. And I've been there several times. And it got me thinking about a delicious restaurant in Yardley. And that's probably not what I should have been thinking when Jimmy was telling me about this fellow that passed away. Um, 
but there's a place up there called De Lorenzo's Tomato Pie. It started in Trenton, New Jersey, and they've got a couple around that area, but they've opened one up in Yardley, Pennsylvania. And Jimmy mentioned road trip to Yardley for the funeral, and I said I'm in because I would love to go get a slice of tomato pie. Well, actually, the whole pie. Last time we were there, I ordered one for myself, and I kept the fork handy for anybody that wanted one of my slices of tomato pie, and I used my fork because they're not going to get any of that. Stay away. <laughs> so I asked Jimmy the question. I was like, how far would you drive for a good meal? <laughs> yeah, any distance, right? <laughs> you know, like when you, it's like when you're looking at cars, any distance yeah. from the zip code. Yeah. And, and that, I mean, it brings up a lot of interesting stories. I remember, well, uh, a, n- a number of them. A lot of times when, when I lived in uh, Owensboro and Bowling Green, we, uh, we drive to uh, Lexington to go to Joe Bologna's and have their breads just to have the breadstick. They had this big breadstick and it was served on this silver platter and it was uh, slathered in butter and garlic. And then you just dump a bunch of Parmesan cheese on it and it was incredible. Their pizza wasn't all that great, but the breadstick was <laughs> worth, the, worth the drive. <laughs> so I'd do that or even uh, driving from Owensboro to, uh, to Birmingham to go to... Uh, Dreamland Barbecue uh, have ribs there, and it used to be they had signs on the highway, and it would say Dreamland Barbecue, and it would say ribs, potato salad, and baked beans, uh, and then you get there, and it would say the the sign there would say no baked beans, no potato <laughs> salad, don't ask, and all you could order were ribs, and uh, you know how many slabs of ribs do you want, and then they would send you that with uh, like a big stack of bread to, uh, for the sauce. And that was all they had. Wasn't Dreamland that place where they just had a bunch of slices of bread? Like regular yes. bread that you would just get at the grocery? Yes. Like Wonder yeah. Bread just hanging out? Yeah. Yep. And then you just use that for the sauce. And then your fingers would smell like that sauce for like five <laughs> days afterwards. It was great. But now they now they, you know, now they have like chicken and their banana pudding's incredible. I mean, they have all kinds of stuff now. They've they've branched out. But it used to be just uh, you ordered however many slabs of rib you ribs you wanted and then you a big stack of bread came with that i think you and i drove from louisville kentucky to owensboro to eat it moonlight barbecue is that what yes, it was yes we did yes yeah. i remember that being it's a almost must. on yeah almost on the edge of am i gonna die eating here and loving the food yeah it's you've one done, of those uh, that's a typical visit there you've done well if you're at that level right <laughs> yeah if i have one more bite uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, we're certainly glad you joined us tonight. Uh, those of you who are having cars available for sale on auction, we wish you good luck with the auction this week. And we're grateful for those of you who are listening. If you wanted to be a part of our program and reach out to us about a car that you bought or sold on auction, you have a story about, we'd love to have you. Our email address is glwtapodcast at gmail.com. Drop us an email. And we'd love to have you on the show. Jimmy, any final thoughts? Uh, just, this was an interesting episode, uh, tonight just because of the, the contrast of cars and, uh, and, uh, it was just striking to me, you know, kind of the range of things that you can have and, and enjoy and just how it, I, I guess that's the whole, the whole thing that we're exploring here too, right? Like what, at what level can you enter this and enjoy it and, and, uh, what parts of this appeal to you? And this, this kind of struck me at, you know, on one end I had the, the Beretta, uh, and we had that in our, our family. And then now we have these, uh, or, you know, I have this obsession with these uh, British sports cars and, 
and uh, that's gone some weird place. So just kind of neat. But yeah, I would say there's something in this for uh, for anybody that wants to to uh, to be a part of it. You know. You know. On that note, real quick before we end, Jimmy. Since you brought that up, perhaps your love of British sports cars is because you did have a Beretta. And I think <laughs> mid-90s mid Chevy quality is about that of a British car. There are probably a lot of comparisons that could be drawn here, <laughs> right? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue that. Yeah. Well, good luck with the options this week. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us. 